0: Hey, it's Cecilia. At the time of today's episode production, we on the Fifth Emission team, along with the rest of the country, were alerted to the horrifying elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. As tragedies like this persist without any clear path to preventing them in the future, our newsroom is committed to helping our readers and listeners understand how an event like this, even 1,700 miles away, affects people here in the Bay Area. Find our coverage at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you for listening. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. What do you need to know about monkeypox? If you feel like your brain can't process any more viral outbreak news, maybe you're like me and you've been avoiding the headlines about it. But on Tuesday, we got hit with this. Sacramento Public Health now investigating a monkeypox case in Sacramento County. Monkeypox is a virus in the smallpox family. Among other symptoms, it creates a characteristic rash of pus-filled blisters. Pretty nasty and uncomfortable. With California reporting its first suspected case of monkeypox, there are some key questions we need answered. How widespread is this outbreak? how is monkeypox transmitted, and does it cause COVID-19-like symptoms? You know, just to add to the confusion. Chronicle Health reporter Erin Allday is here to break down monkeypox for us. It might very well be the first episode in more than two years where we're not talking about, well, you know what. Aaron. great to have you on to talk about another virus. Thanks for having me again. So Erin, many of us are hearing about monkeypox for the first time in the United States, but that's not exactly true for the rest of the world. Tell me about the origins of this virus.
1: Yes. So monkeypox, I mean, it's kind of interesting. It first came about in the 1970s in Africa. That was when the first human case was reported in a child. And it was basically, it's a zoonotic disease. So it's something that is, it starts in animals and then gets passed to humans. And it doesn't actually spread very effectively from human to human. So when we see cases, they're often kind of very isolated outbreaks, or they're, they're spread directly from animals to humans. And yeah, for the most of that time since the 1970s, the cases have been primarily found in uh, Western and Central uh, Africa.
0: And that's where monkeypox is endemic. But how worried should we be about a larger, serious outbreak across the globe? What do we know so far?
1: I think in general, we should not be worried. This is not something that, that most people should really, it shouldn't be really high up on their radar. Most people probably are still not going to come across it. It's more of a curiosity. It's sort of an interesting, fascinating thing and not something people should really be worried about. What's notable about this outbreak is that it's, we, we've we never really seen it spreading this far and in this many cases outside of Africa all at one time and all seemingly kind of associated. So we're seeing this kind of wide outbreak spreading across multiple countries, um, more than a dozen countries at this point. And that's definitely highly unusual. We've never really seen anything like that with monkeypox.
0: And how infectious is
1: it? It's not very, again, it's not very good at transmitting from human to human. The main thing is that it spreads via the actual pox on the skin. So the trademark of monkey pox is you get this rash, which, you know, develops these lesions, which are kind of like open wounds, pussy wounds, and the virus actually transmits via these lesions. So you need that direct contact with the lesion. So that's skin contact. You need um, bodily fluid contact. It's actually been known to spread via kissing, like deep kissing, because people will get sores in their mouth. But I think most often it will spread, if it does spread from human to human, and it can, it'll be among caretakers. So if you have a sick child and like a caretaker, a parent, you know, changing their bedsheets, changing their clothes, you know, just caring for them and sort of that normal contact is the way that you you will sometimes see spread. Is it deadly? It can be. It's got a range, and there's two different strains of it that tend to circulate, and one is a little bit deadlier than the other. One of them can be deadly in up to 10% of cases, but generally it's lower than that. It's about, say, 1% to 3%. It's a little bit hard to target because a lot of that depends on the care people receive and just healthcare in general. The access to healthcare tends to be a little bit kind of rockier in, in Africa where this is endemic, and so you might see like a higher case fatality rate because of that access to healthcare in those countries versus, you know, what would be the survival rate of somebody who got it in the United States.
0: So you mentioned these rashes. What other
1: symptoms do people infected with monkeypox display? So it usually starts with like a fever, body aches kind of thing. So it might be sort of confused with, you know, another kind of basic systemic illness that we're familiar with. But very quickly within like a couple of days is when this rash develops. And the rash can start anywhere. There have been reports in the past that it starts like in the torso and then kind of spreads out from there and it can cover the whole body. But it can actually start anywhere. And in this most recent outbreak, it's actually been kind of starting in the genital region. Um, mm-hmm. But it starts there and then it will often you know, spread and can actually cover the whole body. But the rash is really the distinctive feature of it.
0: So a lot of people complain about is it allergies or COVID doesn't sound like it would be the same dilemma with is it monkeypox or COVID?
1: No, definitely not. And I would say, yeah, right now, if if you've got like fever and body aches, I would be much more concerned about COVID than I would about monkeypox.
0: So we are hearing about a likely case of monkeypox in Sacramento County. What are we learning about that case and
1: what are we also learning about the transmissibility at this point? So the case in Sacramento County, which has not been confirmed monkeypox, but is a very likely case, Um, the way that works, by the way, is the states have the ability to test for sort of the umbrella type of virus that... that Fits monkeypox, and so they can kind of narrow it down to this this very kind of small window of types of viruses that it is. And then once they get a positive on that, they send it to the CDC for confirmation. So the CDC should confirm this is monkeypox within a day or two. But what we we don't really know a lot about it. This is um this is a man who had a recent travel history, so this is not somebody who likely became infected in the United States, became infected elsewhere. The case was identified over the weekend. That was when this person kind of was seen by a provider and was reported. And now they're going through that that testing process. The person, um, my understanding, is at home, is, is isolating there and is being cared for in that environment.
0: So it sounds like travel is the the main way that this virus is imported to other countries, should that be alarm enough for people to change or curb their travel plans, especially international plans?
1: No. For the most part, nobody should really be doing anything different in their behaviors and their travel or anything based on monkeypox. You know, I imagine we'll we'll talk about, you know, who's being kind of at risk at this and there there is certain messaging, but the messaging for to everybody as a whole is don't don't change your behavior. If you're sick and you have a rash, change your behavior. Don't be going out and, and being around other people and definitely see a provider. But but otherwise, no, I don't think people need to take any special precautions.
0: We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Well, that brings us to your recent reporting, which highlighted that federal health officials are advising gay and bisexual men
1: in particular to be careful. Why? So what we're seeing with this outbreak na- internationally that's interesting is it has been a lot of gay and bisexual men, so men who, who have sex with men who have been um, infected, who have been reporting these cases. And there are now kind of early reports that it may have been kind of spread either through sexual contact, so sexual transmission or or kind of just through like intimate partners. So it may be traveling kind of through certain social networks. For example, there have been kind of some some conversations that there may have been a couple of big raves and parties in parts of Europe where a lot of men who have sex with men attended, and may have kind of spread through contact, you know, either at these raves or just people who attended those raves. And so what they're saying is to that community to people to to gay and bisexual men and men who have sex with men, is that if if you are symptomatic, so if you are seeing a rash, and especially if you're seeing a rash in your genitals, which you may think is you know another sexually transmitted infection, and maybe you're just not that worried about it because you've had an STI before and you know that you just kind of get treated for it and it's you you think it's not a big deal. At this point, I would take it very seriously. Definitely talk to a provider, and your provider should be getting a travel history and thinking about. Could this be monkeypox and then taking the appropriate steps from there? So basically, if if you have this rash and especially if you are a gay or bisexual man, don't be going out doing your business as usual. Take, you know, special care at this time. We know that
0: pride is coming just around the corner. It's coming back after a two year hiatus. So it doesn't sound like folks have to curb their plans for pride
1: just if you're displaying symptoms be careful and stay away. Is that is that's that fair? exactly right. Yes. I think they don't want to see Pride events, which like you pointed out, we haven't had for a couple of years. People are really missing it. The last thing we'd want is to see something like monkeypox spreading, you know, at events because people are out having a good time um, and maybe not thinking clearly about their health. So we don't want to see that kind of spread. And so, yeah, they're telling people, if you have these symptoms, if you have a rash, do not be going to, you know, pride events where you're having that kind of close contact with people. And again, kind of talk to your doctor. So this would be, you know, another year to sit it out if that's the case.
0: <laughs> mm. So worst case scenario, if someone does get monkey pox, we know that the virus has been around for a little while now,
1: what treatments are available? So there aren't really any established treatments in the United States, what the, the CDC and the FDA would consider safe, effective treatments for monkeypox. The good news is that it's it's what's known as self-limiting. So it basically will resolve itself in two to four weeks, which is an unfortunate long period of time. Um, but it does, most people recover from it fully with no kind of ill effects. There can be, you know, some, some side effects if you get especially like a pox or lesions, you know, in your eye and unfortunately fortunate places, you want to be on the lookout for that. But most people recover fully without any treatment. There are a couple of treatments, but I think that those aren't really being used in the United States at this point. We of course only have a handful of cases, maybe, so I think that's still to be determined. We also have the smallpox vaccines. There's two vaccines, and those can be effective at preventing uh, monkeypox even after exposure.
0: So is there a best way, Erin, to keep ourselves safe from the monkeypox, or is it kind of just proceed with caution? There's another outbreak going on in the world. Just be aware of it.
1: I think it's just be aware of it. I mean, really the risk, I think we can't overstate that the risk to the to to most people is just extremely low at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think if if you're trying to avoid it, you know, and you're having sort of Close contact with somebody. Make you know you make sure they don't have a rash. You wouldn't want, but hopefully you're doing that anyway. I would. It seems like a general good rule. Exactly. Yes, I think that's a good rule of thumb. (laughs) But um, but yeah, I mean, I just I just think for for the most part, no people don't need to do anything to change their behavior or think differently um, in light of monkeypox.
0: Well, that's comforting to hear. So, Aaron, I don't I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I've been trying to decide: is it a good thing or a bad thing that Aaron and I aren't talking about? COVID for like the first time in what seems like so long?
1: Uh, I think it's a good thing. Um, I mean, I think it's mostly a good thing. It's COVID is still very real. As I know, I I tested positive for the first time just uh, just last week or just recently. I tested positive for the first time. Um, So it's very real for me. Mm -hmm. But it's just how are you feeling? Um, I'm a few days into it. I'm feeling a lot better. I definitely was laid out for a couple days there. I took off work and, and did not feel like doing much of anything at all. But um, but I seem to be on the mend. And I'm now just just waiting for that that negative home test so I can go about my business again.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you're feeling better. I mean, also, how does that feel for you? We've framed you on this show as being our COVID expert, even our colleagues come to you for just personal health advice all the time around COVID and safety. What does it feel like now to say you've been infected with the thing you've been reporting on for, for more than two years now?
1: It's it's funny. I when I first saw the positive result, my my first thought was that I had hit my final square on my COVID bingo card. Um, <laughs> that I was now a health reporter covering COVID, writing about COVID while I had COVID because I actually had mm-hmm. to write a story about COVID while I was while I was sick with it. So I felt like I'd sort of wrapped up my pandemic experience with that. But of course, it's it's never ending. That's right.
0: Well, thank you again for the clarity around monkeypox. I hope you feel better soon from COVID. I appreciate the time as always, Erin.
1: Thank you so much. Good talking to you. For monkeypox
0: coverage from the Chronicle's health team, including health reporter Erin Alday, visit sfchronicle.com and the Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for the edits and to you for listening.